in the mood for something sweet? Then go visit Jolly Cakes at any of their pop-up shops. They offer cupcakes, popcorn, cookies, and cakes in a variety of yummy assortments. They are always out and about in the city during the week and on weekends. To locate them, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Jolly Cakes. Be sure to tell them She Well Red sent you to get a free cookie with your purchase. Hello, everyone. We're back today with another episode of She Well Read. Episode five? Question mark? I think I, this is five. One, yeah, I think so. That's crazy. Yeah, right? We're like, we're honestly, we're not even halfway through the season. This book has a lot of chapters. <laughs> I know, I was thinking chapters. about that earlier today. I was like, yeah, we're not halfway through, but it feels like we are. Yeah, it feels like we're we're getting in there. That's where we're doing. We're getting in the thick of of things. Yes, we are. So today we are going to be discussing chapter four, pretty or but ugly. And I said, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, this, um, we're really in the most awkward stage of a person's life right now. That's, those are the chapters we're going through. And it's just been really hard to read for me because it's making me think back to my own middle school years and elementary school. And yeah, it's like, I don't want to think about that stuff. (laughs) Me either. It's like, I threw that in the back of my trauma memory for a reason. (laughs) Like goodbye, good riddance, you know, growth growth is here for a reason. I'm not trying to go backwards, but you right. know what? Reflection is good. Reflection yeah. is good. <laughs> You're like, yeah, a little bit, but not this much. <laughs> right, right. And I think it's harder for me because I feel like as we've gone through the book, Elaine and I like relate on so many different levels that it's literally almost like reading my whole life. So I'm like, ah! Right, I feel you. Relating too hard. It's a little too relatable. It's a little too much of relatable content for me. <laughs> it's like every chapter is just trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> the cover of the dang book should have had a giant trigger warning sticker on it <laughs> at this point. But getting into the things of the things we do. Sam, are you want to read that quote? Heard, yeah. The quote is, you really have to love yourself to get anything done in the world. And that was said by Lucille Ball. Honestly, I after that, I had to sit there for a second because I was like, that could have been the whole chapter right there. She could have been like, chapter four, this is that chapter. We're moving on to the next chapter because <laughs> I love that quote like so much. Yeah, I mean, so it's true. It is quite it's true. true. And it's like, it's almost, I don't even know how I'm trying to explain this. It's like dauntingly true almost because it's like damn I really have to get there before I can go knock some shit over (laughs) like loving yourself yeah because I feel like I'm at a point where I love myself but I'm not where I want to be in Mm. loving myself wow you know same same I I, I'm taking steps to become that person but I'm not there yet so I feel you yeah it's like yeah, I walk out the door and feel like a bad bee, but sometimes I don't. It really depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> sometimes I don't feel like a bad bee. <laughs> Today just, I'm not feeling oh like it. It's upsetting me and my homegirls. Oh my goodness. How about 2020 going? I mean, like, honestly, 2021 is already setting, upsetting me and my homegirls at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. But we've been staying positive. Yes, I guess. big things, okay. We're We're trying. (laughs) Yes, at least the one thing we have and that our fans and readers and listeners have is that this podcast will be here. (laughs) Right, we're with y'all through the thick and the thin. And right now it feels like we're in the thick of things. Right literally i'm ready for the thin 
Um, yes. Sorry, I was anytime I hear like something like that could be a really good episode name, I like immediately like write it down because we all we always had trouble of what to name episodes last season. Ooh, okay. So what did you write down? In the thick of things. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna let you start because I feel like I started last time. Um. All right. Prettier but ugly. <laughs> Should I just read the first sentence? I feel that it could really kind of set the tone. Yeah, go for what on. we're talking about. All right. It says in fifth grade, I learned I wasn't one of the beautiful people. After finding a balled up piece of paper ranking the girls in our class from pretty to butt ugly, which I guess the name of the list was pretty or butt ugly. I guess, or I don't. I don't know if she that, assumed that from the ranking type thing, but... That was my assumption, too. Okay. Either way, really messed up. Um, and kids can be so cruel, but, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, I remember a list like this in my middle school and flashbacks. I was like, does every group of boys at this age feel the need to objectify these women and put it on paper like how disgusting i hope all of the boys that you know do you even do you just black out these things or do people reflect and are they are men looking back like wow i can't believe i really did that to these women do you think well we have a male perspective who's recording with us right now so kim question for you was there ever a list like this when you went to school did you participate and do you look back at it now a list you supposed to say yeah a like a list. list where you're like ranking the girls at your school or something like oh she's hot she gets an eight or a ten or whatever and she's ugly she gets like a five or a four yeah i would say definitely the women like the girls like in the middle school were like objectified Okay. Yeah, like, but was there a list? Did y'all yeah. ever create a list? There was like a list. There was like rankings. Uh, no, it, it, it does like, happen in every school. It, <laughs> it wasn't why. like, you know, like that list. It was just like a bunch of different lists. Oh my like, God. I don't know if that's better or worse. It was probably like worse. Just like less organized, but <laughs> more <laughs> rampant. Yeah, especially like on Facebook, it would be like ratings too. So if you would like like someone's like honest post, they'll give you like a rating. So like oh, that was a big I thing. For- oh my god, <laughs> throwback! Oh, the yeah. depths of the internet—that was such TV a dark is- time. <laughs> it was. It Ask really FM. was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ask FM, yeah. TBT. <laughs> I was not on Ask FM. I remember, I think I, like, made one and then, like, was like, no, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. But, like, my friends had also made one. And so, like, they had theirs going and, like, I don't know. It's just rankings to me. It's like, for what? For what? What does this do? Like, if you're pretty, you're pretty. And that's on period. I think, I feel like this is such a, I feel like this is such a my mom type of opinion, but like everyone's <laughs> beautiful in their own way. And like, no, just yes. because you don't see it, like who are you to like decide who's the prettiest? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why I'm like that. Well, that, that's exactly what I meant by pretty is pretty because to me, like you said, everyone is pretty in their own way. Everyone. Oh my gosh. She, so she uses that quote, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, that's very cliche. We've all heard it. If you haven't, you've been living under a rock. <laughs> I think we've heard it. <laughs> but to me, it's like pretty is pr- there's no need for a ranking because you're beautiful. And that's just on period. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know. I think it comes from a place of men wanting to control things or boys wanting to control it and maybe them feeling insecure and then them I don't I don't know if they're projecting onto these women or if they just feel the need to demean them but No, that's an that's an interesting point because when I feel like, like it's as a you form were of talking, aggression absolutely like when you were talking about it like my mind started turning 
in like I guess quote-unquote normal societal roles men initiate any type of romantic endeavor most of the time so it's Mm -hmm. like they are in control from jump Mm -hmm. and it's like okay if I think you're pretty then I'll ask you out but if not then it's just not gonna happen and so I feel like at least I've used to feel like oh my gosh if he doesn't think I'm pretty or like think I'm attractive or something like it's never gonna happen Mm -hmm. and also like another thing that goes into that is yeah girl could be gorgeous she could be really pretty like everybody everybody's type or whatever and then have a shit personality so I don't know it's very it's superficial I feel it is and super superficial and I feel again like you said the control aspect of it all like oh we control who's pretty and who's not and if you're on the not list then that sucks for you but it's like <laughs> right when you, and then it's like okay but who's behind this pen of who's deciding who's pretty are you even attractive to me no exactly but nobody asked us right right no one asked for our opinion but back to that quote beauty is in the eye of the beholder if you're following us on page 38 she says we pretend to subscribe to the cliche that beauty is in the eye of the beholder but in reality beauty so often feels like a self-selecting world of the haves and the have-nots the definitions are restrictive and binary you're either in or you're out and the ones pushed to the margins are rarely given the pen to write ourselves in our own definitions in Mm-hmm. yeah I... and then oh go ahead no, honestly, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I'm weak. But I was just going to say, she, and then, you know, she finds out later in life, like, she's going to have that proverbial proverbial pen to decide these things. And, like, she has the power to remind girls of their power. Which, again, I feel like you have to start really early with that because these lists start as early as, like, fifth grade, I feel. And if you don't, like, if you're not already, like, okay, so... I don't know if you've seen this TikTok trend. Yes, I'm making a TikTok comment. But it's like this sound where the dude, he's like, if you don't put on a cute outfit and put the speed to blah, blah, blah and strut that runway. And then it's like, I want to see you walk, 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 walk. That one. Originally, that trend was with like people our age and like older. But now I've been seeing moms do it with their daughters. And I'm like, yes, like I love this is this is what they need. Start at an early age. Again, like we talk about all the time, affirmations are so important. Like, yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. We love to see it. Honestly, TikTok brings all of us together during (laughs) these isolating times. So I'm here for it. Even though I don't get on it, I stand TikTok. I'm I'm not against it. So keep bringing it up. <laughs> You're like keep bringing up all your TikTok references. Trust Even if me, you I have, have many. Explain them to me. <laughs> yes, I'll send you that one if you've never seen it. But it's it's so cute too. I want to have my sisters do it. Um, Please do. Maybe we should do it on She Will Red's TikTok. Ooh, maybe we should. Stay tuned. But yeah, so she continues in. again on page 38 and she talks about these comparison traps which also leads to like needing validation from social media and you know that's another thing we talk about a lot and I know you have a very strong passion about that so I'm gonna let you take over that conversation um yeah I'm on Instagram social media in general a lot like (laughs) a lot of the day and Sometimes we do need to unplug. I I try. I think it all has to do with your mentality around it. Um, so if social media and like images of people are triggering to you, like changing who you follow is always a good idea. And I don't know. I use Instagram for inspiration. So I end up following a lot of designers and brands and things like that. So you know social media it has its negatives and its positives i guess it's just about filtering it filtering what you see right absolutely i think that's a really good point about filtering what you want to see because there's so many times i'm scrolling and i'm like why do i even follow this or this person and then i just unfollow it's like it's that easy and it like Mm -hmm. it's almost like cleaning up your feed is very much needed about like every few months I think so and it I think that's a form of self-care just if something is bothering you every time 
you see it if it's causing you to think negative things or compare yourself then you don't you have the power to see it or not you know so right right absolutely yeah so then she goes we're going on to page 39 and she says I spent my kindergarten through sixth grade years feeling virtually invisible to boys and I said girl same can relate relatable content and she says except for this little boy named Kevin Patrick and I had to, and that like gave me flashbacks I was like oh my gosh because from like third to fifth grade there was this one kid and he liked me and it was like a very well-known thing that he liked me and I did not like him that one bit at all yeah and he was it was oh my gosh baby yes and like every time I was around him it was like people would bring it up he'd try to talk to me and like it always has to be a whole thing when you're young and like a whole whole thing. thing and I feel like that's really when I started my like almost bitch mode when I was like just complete like just mean oh and did it and we are like yes but like kids are mean at this age I don't you know it's the hormones but like (laughs) but like mean in the in the way it's like okay I've told you I don't like you I've told you to back off you're creeping me out at this point now Uh, I have to be mean oh okay I see where you're coming from that's totally a good point it's like harassment (laughs) Right. And and it was also because like it was so awkward every time it would happen. Like I just wanted it to stop. So I like pulled out all the stops, but this kid would not he did not get the picture. And luckily <laughs> Luckily sixth grade came around and he got a girlfriend. I was like, Thank God. <laughs> he needed somebody to occupy his time. This kid was just horny. Maybe that could be it. But it was also it, it traveled with me because we went to middle school together too. And it was like anytime he didn't have a girlfriend, it was like back to square one which I was square one and I was like still not interested leave me alone (laughs) but it had to be good for your ego a little bit you know not really because it it was it was just so annoying I didn't like him at all at all you know what like you're saying like oh like there's someone who likes me and he'll keep coming around no he was not that person for me damn it was like please fall out of it (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna need you to fall out of love with me I'm sorry I'm so intoxicating, but... (laughs) I need you to go. Take it somewhere else. Yes. Did you have anybody like that growing up? Well, no, not like that, no. (laughs) Thank God. I'm thinking back, so I switched schools kind of from fifth grade to sixth grade so like when we entered middle school we moved and then I ended up in a different like school district Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like starting from square one and I remember feeling a lot of anxiety like you know I really loved my friends and I had just moved to Birmingham in fourth grade so it's like I was there and had just kind of established my friends and like was starting to get a hang of the hang of things in that particular school and environment and then I was you know forced into like a whole new situation so I was really annoyed I remember going in really annoyed but kind of like the same thing there was this one guy who liked me um (laughs) I'm so weak he's this kid named Chris and he somehow I guess it got the attention of our teacher and like even our teacher was in on it so it's kind of the same thing where Mm -hmm. it was a lot of pressure from you know friends people that were just feeling the need to be involved (laughs) like pressuring me to go out with this guy so eventually we like started dating and he was my first little boyfriend in the sixth grade and you know I didn't have a phone which I was so upset about I was like I can't contact him we only see each other at school so it doesn't even feel like we're dating like what are we supposed to do and you know he was my first kiss in the hallways of freaking sixth grade middle school and Uh yeah like (laughs) I'm trying to think I think I was in carpool and then he was on the bus it was just so (laughs) (laughs) anyway like you know things didn't work out we broke up because like we never hung out outside of school so it was like what's the point 
Yeah. But、oh. I remember, I remember telling my mom that I wasn't single anymore, and she was <laughs> laughing her ass off. She was like, "You're not married," and I was like, "Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true." But I was like thinking I was like in a relationship, whatever, <laughs> off the market, <laughs> like you know, just dumb shit. Yes, you were hot shit. That's hilarious. No, it was. <laughs> I know some of these people now because I know I still live in the same area. So I'm just thinking back to people that were in my school back in these years. But looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty. Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code B A A B B sixteen for ten percent off your first box. Yeah, no, like no, no white guys were ever interested in me. Like any guy that was into me was like always a black guy, which you know, great.、Right? We love black men in this everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> yes, we love we stand black. I was about to say in this house, but like you know. In other houses、yeah. too, <laughs> we、right. stand black men. Period. Right. But you know, I guess there's like a race element to that. I feel like growing up in the South, it's just like very oppressive.、Mm-hmm. So a mixed relationship when it came to like a black guy dating a white girl, or like the opposite, I f- I feel like that wasn't going on in elementary school, middle school. Right. No, for sure. Like I feel that too. Like no, at no point can I remember a white guy being interested in me until college, and I don't. I I don't know if I chalk it up to the environment or what because there were like black girls who dated white guys. Like when I went to high school,、um, but it was it was one of those things where it's like. I defined them as prettier than me, or more like attractive to their like their eye than me, and I also like was more reserved in high school, like really just like in and out type deal, like go to school, go to practice, go home. Like I wasn't、right. really super super involved in like the social aspect of high school because when you're on drill team, drill team is life, and I feel like anybody who was on drill team can relate. Or it's like if you're in band, band is life. Like any of those little like you know extracurricular activities, like that's your life. So it's like anything outside of that is extra.、Um, mm-hmm. And it's like I knew all the drama and like all of that stuff, but I don't know. I just it just it wasn't me, and I was okay with that. Sometimes I wasn't, and, but most of the times I was okay with that. Right. And there and like there was this one white guy I really like. We were friends, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Like. I like him, but it never led to anything. And then he had a girlfriend, and then it was over with.、Um, but like, it's fine. I just, I don't know. It just, it was never a huge deal to me until I realized when I got older, like, oh, maybe that was a bigger deal than like I let myself believe that、mm-hmm. I like made it a bigger deal. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. No, I I feel that.、Um... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking back through. I don't know. I I guess I I dated white one like one white guy. Like I don't want to be just like going through my dating history, but <laughs> let let let. I'd love to go down that that memory lane. Just kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> nobody wants that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> are you having Are you having many flashbacks as we're talking about this? Yes, I'm thinking back to those days, and also I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This is our show, and we can do what we want. So we're just going to move on to another subject. We're moving past this. We're moving on. Okay.、Um, 
we can talk about because she mentioned this like shopping for the latest fashions growing up kind of theme and it was like i was like oh my gosh abercrombie hollister aeropostle top three if you didn't have one of them it was like mm. ew i know it just makes me sick how much fast fashion i was buying at that time i was really into limited two growing up yes limited to libby lou that was my jam and then yes i started going into the whole aeropostle abercrombie thing i worked at hollister i worked at abercrombie i was really deep in there uh <laughs> yeah but- i remember freshman year i think you still worked at either abercrombie or hollister and you had your discount and would like buy things with your discount Girl, I used that discount to the bone. Like, to, <laughs> you know, I was just, I, I love clothes, you know, since. since and we love a discount. And we also love a discount. We're here for that. Um, but her going through her, um, like, style evolution when she starts talking, I'm trying to find the page. Where she's talking about like the clothes that they're wearing. Thirty-nine. It's on thirty-nine. It's like in the middle of thirty-nine. Oh shit! No, actually, it's on page forty-two. That's in my notes, but it's like further in the chapter. So I'm jumping. Oh, ahead. okay. Okay, we can, but we can, we can circle back. We can put a pin in that one. No. Okay. So my like next point really was like thirty-nine. Okay. Which I guess kind of goes back to like middle school dating, all of this stuff. So I was just really relating to um, Elaine when she was talking about her hair journey um, Mm, and how, yeah, like how she, you could tell where she was at, like mentally, like kind of where she was in her evolution of finding herself through... Mm like what her hair was looking like at the time yes absolutely i'm trying to find i guess where yes if you ever wonder how a teenage girl feels about herself where she is in life who she's trying to be just look at where just look at what is going on with her hair especially if she has curly hair (laughs) and i just totally felt that you know no, I was waiting. When I read that part, I was like, I'm just going to let Sam's go on it. Just go at it because I feel like you can definitely relate because I've watched your hair journey. Right. I mean, and we can take it all the way back to like elementary school. Like I used to wear it down and it was really short because my aunt had just cut, like took me to the hair salon. Like I had an issue when it came to detangling my hair because I just didn't know how to care for it. So that was always the big issue is that I like my mom just did not teach me how to do my hair right so um it was really short but I used to wear it down and would get compliments on it and like I didn't think it was cute because it was so short this is when I was like nine so I was in the fourth grade at a new school and I was like so sad my hair was like basically like kind of the length it is now um and so (laughs) after it grew a little bit I immediately put it in a bun and I left it in a bun when I tell you like for six years Alana no I totally can relate to the bun life because that's what I started to do when my hair started to grow back out because I didn't know what to do with it especially because I have permed hair like I didn't like when like those first few weeks of having my hair like straight fresh perm like after that first wash it was like what do I do with this like I don't know how to manage this and like Mm -hmm. it still lingers with me now a little bit but now it's just laziness and I just throw it up in a bun Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned other styles that I can do in in between perms that I'm like okay I I don't have to wear a bun or a ponytail every day most of the time I just choose to because it's quick and easy and especially these days I'm not going anywhere so who am I trying to impress (laughs) right the zoom meeting are you gonna you know show out for your living room type thing 
No, yeah. When you don't know what to do with your hair, the easiest thing is to just throw it into like a ponytail, a bun, some type of updo. And for me, I think a lot of that was me trying to fit into like a whitewash society mm. and making myself smaller because honestly, I felt that my hair was too big when it was down and not wet, which she talks about how (laughs) on picture day, she would go and soak her hair in the sink like every 30 minutes just to keep it like- (laughs) like Curly and bouncy. Curly and bouncy. That made me think about like, I remember like when I realized when you swim and your hair got wet, like it would get like really, really straight for me. And yes. like, it would have like some curls, but like it would be straight for the most part. And so I was like, oh my gosh, all I have to do is keep dunking my head when I'm swimming and it'll be straight and I don't have to straighten it, you know, yeah. not knowing. Yeah. And then hours later, it's like a mess. No, on God. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> go detangle it. So it was just, <laughs> right. um, you know, a terrible situation, but Right, that's for for so many years. I just wanted to be bald so badly because I was like, I don't feel like dealing with what's what's on top of my head. Oh, my dad would stay telling me to just shave my hair off, just like for, <laughs> for the sake of his water bill, because <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of hair, just a lot of freaking hair to wash on wash day, and also, yeah. you know, the products were not good at that time she talks about the pink lotion and i can totally relate going to walmart picking up the pink lotion in the pink bottle putting that all in your hair like it's moisturizing it but it's not you know it's just a bunch of chemicals and sulfates and i don't know i don't know all the hair things but no but yeah those are like i feel like the main ones and then now it's like there's so many different options and it's really just all about finding what works for your hair but like for the most part you can't miss except I mean you know there's still those brands where it's like no don't use that but there's more options I feel yeah I think that they're a lot more focused on the consumers now like on our actual on our hair and just the way that natural hair has products have been embraced in Target like big big name retailers out here way more accessible we don't have to go to like the beauty supply store if we don't want to you know we can go wherever and get products for our hair right so yeah just a lack of representation a lack of knowledge all of that played into me putting my hair in a bun for so long and I remember one day being singled out by my teacher and he thought it was for religious reasons And I was like, no, like he thought I was Muslim or something. I was like, no, I just wear my hair like this. And it was just like the most awkward thing because he called me out in front of class and I just was like, yeah, no. (laughs) And he had to be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah. Was he? Yes, he was white. Oh, you hate to see it. Yeah, he was a good old Southern boy. He was a history teacher. So you know how they be like those coaches. And I was about to say the coach. <laughs> yeah, I gotta love him. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, thinking back to his class, like so many awkward things were said. But that was Jeez. one of the most awkward for me. <laughs> Yeah, for I I can't even imagine like it's oh my gosh a teacher no it's been, but ugh, that the whole that is issue. how much I wore my hair in a bun like I would never like people would ask me to take it out and I would take my hair out and like people would just touch my hair like it was Ooh, weird not. weird stuff going on in Hoover High School I can't lie but you know it's all stuff that I was allowing you know um, mm-hmm. but I, it's. You did. I was. About to, you were just. About I to didn't say, know you better. Know. I didn't know better. Right. Like Solange right. had not released "Don't Touch My Hair." I didn't know that. Like it didn't really necessarily bug me. Like it wasn't making my hair frizzier because like it was already like it was going in a bun anyway. Like I was like, right, touch it if you want. And it's not like um, it didn't necessarily bother me. So I was like, yeah, like if you want to touch it i was very laissez-faire like i still am that way i'm still that person no you definitely are but i was gonna say it's it's not like you know some girls pull their hair out and it's like luscious and long and they can swing it and it's flowing in the wind it's like 
our hair it's like you take it out it's staying when in whatever position you just had it in it's not moving unless you move it right right that's why i would only take it out like after a wash day so it would be but that goes back to the whole wet hair thing and you know it's just when it was dry i didn't like it Mm-hmm. Yep. it was so much bigger it looked like like it was triangular the cut was not right things were not Things were not coming together. So because of that, I didn't learn to love my hair and mm-hmm. ended up putting a relaxer in it like my senior year of high school because I was just, you know, wanted to be white syndrome. Like I right. wanted my hair to be easy. I wanted to just wake up and it be manageable. And so I was, I guess, kind of at a breaking point And I was just like, this is what I want. I know it's going to mess my hair up. Like my mom had begged me not to do it for so long and she was finally like you're old enough like if you want to really do it like just do it (laughs) so she went with me to go do it and you know at the time it made me really happy looking back it was you know not the best decision but at the time it made me happy and like that's what matters at the end of the day yeah and like it brings me back because like I, I talk about how my hair was messed up after a bad relaxer and I had to basically start that journey all over and I wish my mom or someone would have been like let's try going natural for you because everyone always talks about how like when I was younger how like pretty my natural hair was and I was like okay then why we did we slap another relaxer in it when the okay that doesn't make sense but all right and so I just got so easier like it's just it's easier yeah and like obviously like I'm not going to put a relaxer in my kids hair unless like you unless that's that's their choice if they want to do it but I'm not going to be the one to do it and you know my sisters talk about it all the time the argument of well they're gonna see you doing it and I was like see it's different like one one of these days I might go natural when that day will be I don't know but mm-hmm. me personally it works for like I I can make it work my hair is still healthy it's still growing like it's fine it's just every couple months I go and get a relaxer and then in the in-between time I feel like it's all about your hair like how you take care of your hair because I don't put heat in it like I don't even blow dry it I air dry it I braid it up and then I take the braids out like the next morning and it's like wavy and kind of curly oh I love it yeah and I just moisturize it in between so it's like those two weeks yeah my hair's straight but other than like after that first wash like we're back we're back to our regularly scheduled programming so <laughs> mood <laughs> yeah so with my bonnet know. on 24 7 bro yes work from <laughs> home, a work from home mood <laughs> right right and so she talks about how like her learning to love her hair had a lot to do with like her self-love journey yes and i guess that that kind of just leads to where we are now you know yeah a nice segue (laughs) um because she talks about you know adapting to your environment and that made me think like yes I feel like I was constantly having to adapt growing up because like elementary was you know a little diverse and then middle school was really diverse Mm -hmm. and then high school it was predominantly white zone wow Um, so it's like in each of those like in those are such significant changes in environment that I feel like I was always adapting to wherever I was oh for Um, sure and now it's just like I'm having to find me and not adapt in just being me um, and mm-hmm. who I am. Ooh, um, yes, that's the best one. Right. And she t- and she like segues to the next chapter for chapter five. She talks about little did I know I was on the eve of my next mini teenage identity crisis. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. I thought we're that not- was a beautiful way to put it. Right. It is like we're not leaving this for like I feel like the next couple chapters like this is we're going to be talking about it. We're going to get into it. We're going to sit in this and we're just going to revel in it. Right. Right. And, you know, here we go. <laughs> so no but next- honestly I have a few more points <laughs> oh go off no go off love to see it um okay so first of all page 41 mm-hmm. um <laughs> hold on let's see oh the dance story okay mm. so I feel like 
yes, I may have dated, but I never had a long-term relationship in middle school or I don't know, I guess kind of in high school, whatever, but like not in middle school. So there, I mean, I just like would be with my friends, but I do like, you know, remember wanting to have a person that was waiting for me on the dance floor like whatever yes yes and feeling left out and things like that so just you know moments like these are so relatable looking back oh yeah (laughs) we were all facing a lot of the same experiences um and I guess I also (laughs) really loved the cool girl style because all of these things are things that I am obsessed with now Mm -hmm. she talks about on page okay so this is on page 39 so this is actually behind what I just said (laughs) on page 39 when she talks about the cool girl style the baggy overalls the brown lip liner the crop tops the puff coats i was like this is the y2k style that i am living for in 2021 and i just think it's amazing that looking back they're wearing the same things that we're coveting now right no that's funny that definitely is really funny i thought Um, that was crazy but no keep going no, that's, that's actually it. That's all I had. Oh. <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah, no, like that, like, like there's, I feel like there's always that it girl image and you were always striving for that image. Like whatever yes. it was, like, you wanted it. <laughs> I think for us, it was Abercrombie skinny jeans, mm-hmm. Ugg boots. Converse. And Ugg boots. Converse, Ugg boots, Barry's topsiders were in. I don't know if that was a thing. I like, I've been thinking about getting another pair, but I just don't think I can do it. Like, I can't believe I wore those shoes. It makes me sick to my stomach. Right. And they were so popular. Like, oh, it was not cute. cute. I don't know what we were doing. And those weird hoodies, like the zip up hoodies. And the North Face jacket, that was, like, our it girl fit. Yeah, you had a North Face. Like, you were were the one. You were the one. (laughs) You're the chosen one. (laughs) You're the chosen one. Yeah, and, like, Vera Bradley. Like, all these little Oh, my God, the Vera Bradley lunchboxes. Yep, yep. If you didn't have it, pack it up. What were you doing? Poor? (laughs) Right. I smell poor people in here. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so silly looking back at all the things that, I don't know, we wanted because someone else had and not because it was even our style. Right. And I remember like, like Elaine did, like, I remember begging my mom to get these things and she was like, girl, for what? Yeah. Like some of it she got and then like most of it I didn't get. And it was like. It fueled my insecurities at school because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have, like, the thing that everybody has and da-da-da-da-da when it was, like, mm. in some instances and some pictures I look at, I'm like, I wish somebody would tell me, like, girl, please, please. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to have to post some. I'm going to have to Uh. post a picture, maybe not, of my hair all relaxed my senior year of high school, we're going to have to post, I have to post me in my bun. I'm going to have to post me in my zip up hoodie. All of it. Jorts, all these things that were so gross. And Jorts. Ew. Ew. Oh my God. Jean skirts <laughs> were a thing. Remember the jean skirts? It was like revolutionary for jean, like jean skirts. With the leggings underneath sister. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping we were going to leave that one out, but she was, she was there. She was there. The disgusting things we would do. And I feel like the typical, like, I don't, I D A, I don't get, I don't give a F outfit was like a, I D G, what the heck? (laughs) I D G A, whatever you just said, that, that outfit was like skinny jeans, those weird, those weird black boots that slouched a little bit. 
Oh, ah! and a sweatshirt, and a sweatshirt, and a big sweatshirt from your boyfriend. That was like the I don't give a outfit. You know it. You know what we're trying to say. You know what it is. <laughs> There's so many disgusting things, and those. What are those? The fighting necklaces. You remember those? I heart booby. Bracelet. I heard boobies for cancer. For cancer, but it was like a style. <laughs> it was a style. And those animal bracelets? Silly bands? Silly bands, bro. Like, what the freak? All these <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible things from our past. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like that thing. There's that thing on TikTok. It's a trend where it's like 90s babies, close your eyes and snap your fingers twice. And when you like open your eyes, it's like all these things you forgot about from the 90s. That's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Right. It is. But But the way we would feel like less than if we didn't have it. Mm, Right. And that just goes back to capitalism. Here we go. Go ahead. Let's talk about it, guys, because the way capitalism makes you feel, I always like to say this is, I'm coining it. I don't know if it's been coined, but confidence is bad for capitalism because Mm -hmm. if we were just confident at that time, like if I had just been like, hey, mom, like take me to the thrift store with the $45 that I could have spent on one Abercrombie top we can get me like a whole new freaking wardrobe. Right, right. But the insecurity in me was like, no, it has to be brand name. It has to look like everyone else's. It has to be new so that I don't look like a brokey in this school that nobody knows me at. Like this is everything. Like I would be in the shopping mall, River Chase Galleria crying. Because my mom would not buy everything I wanted, okay? No, but but here's here's the caveat to that. It was because, at least for me, I don't want to project on you, but it was because you already felt less than. You already felt like an outsider. You already felt like you didn't fit in. And to mm-hmm. not have these specific things on top of that, right? Like, like, y'all don't understand. Like, already I don't have a phone. You guys have already subjected me to the worst humiliation that <laughs> I could ever have. The fact that I don't have my own flip phone and can't text my boyfriend who, like, and now I can't have this shirt. <laughs> Like, that's going to do what for me? Do for what? Like, my mom was the same way. For what? Like, what is this going to do? <laughs> but the crazy thing is, I feel like we're going to have to deal with this with our own kids. And it's like, oh, my gosh, if I could only, like, relate this feeling to you that I had from then to now, like, you would understand. Can you imagine, oh. like, the 360 that that would be? Like, if your daughter was, if my daughter cries in the store. <laughs> I have to look at her like, okay, yeah, I deserve this. (laughs) Because I know my mom was so annoyed with me. Like, my mom is the most patient woman probably on planet Earth. And she snapped with me because she was sick and tired of this. And I was like, (laughs) looking back, I really pushed her to her limits in limited two. Oh my gosh, no. I remember one time I came home and my mom had gone shopping for me and she went to like Macy's and got me all these pieces and like, but here's the thing. I hated all of them. (laughs) None of them were my style. Like it wasn't cute to me at all. And I was like, could I have gone with you at least? Like, yeah, mom, that's not... That's not my style. Right. And she's over here like, I just went to Macy's and spent these prices on you to get for you to get new clothes. And I'm like, but we could have hands on you. But we could have gone to all the places where I actually wanted clothes from and it would have been the same price. It was like we were not, we were not clicking at that point. Oh my god, that gives me a flashback to going shopping with my dad, bro. That was the worst, worst (laughs) ick. Of my life, he That's would take a this. Type of hurt. He's like, he would take us to JC Penny, and he would be like, "Go wild, buy anything you want." And I was like, "I don't want anything from here. <laughs> Not from JC Penny. They're gonna smell it on me, Dad. 
this is not it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, and my brother would just be like, dope. Like I get some new shorts, some new cargo <laughs> shorts or whatever for whatever, like <laughs> the free, you know? And I was sitting there like, they don't fit right. And I already am like lanky and skinny. So things already don't fit me right. So even more so when it's not like t fitted tight, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. So I was oh like, my Dad, God. you don't get it. Like, <laughs> you just don't understand. I'm not like me. these other girls. I just can't, like, just wear JC Benny. Okay. <laughs> okay, now I want to change the name of this episode to JC Penny. <laughs> I mean, like, no hate to JC Penny, mm -hmm. but that is fast fashion, so I hate. Oh, no, it's gonna be in the thick of things at JC Penny! <laughs> <laughs> we love our theme song and wanna put you on. If you need someone who can edit and mix audio, create background music for podcasts, or even soundtrack music for movies and TV shows, Taylor, aka Top Notch, is your guy. Not only can he mix audio, but he can create your next hit within his in-home studio. If you're looking for more info, you can contact Taylor at his email, topnotch, that's spelled T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. That's topnotch dot U-M-C-U-L-O at gmail.com. Anyway, yeah, that's oh. all I had to say about this chapter. Oh my goodness. Like, capitalism makes us feel bad about not having things. We we yes. just didn't know all these big words back then. Right, exactly. And if you have teenage identity crisis stories or any relatable stories that we've talked about today, you already know what I'm going to tell you to do. Send us your stories to shewallredqa at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Drop it in the Facebook group. Start a conversation thread about it. Let's dig into it and let's all reminisce together. <laughs> let's reminisce. The reminisce. And clearly we're going to keep reminiscing because she says the start of. So chapter five, we're, we're, we haven't even made it to high school yet. We haven't. And here we go. So yeah, that's Until today's episode. Time. <laughs> Until next time. This has been another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWillRed to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWillRedQA at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye! Bye.